Welcome to the podcast of Destiny Community Church. Good morning, Destiny family. We are once again streaming online today from our new facility on West Newberry Road. And you have to love God's sense of humor. You know, when I started this series eight weeks ago, it was very intentional that it was going to lead us into our new building. I honestly thought that this would be a four or five week series. Little did I know what was about to happen in our world. And, and like a child stuck in the back seat, aching to reach the destination, now I find myself asking, are we there yet? Well, church, I'm happy to report to you, we are there. We have made it to our destination. We are now in our new building. Uh, I'm saddened that you can't be here with me today, but we have received the approval that we can start having services here in this building. And so we've reached our promised land, and we've been on an eight-week journey to get us to this point. And last week, I told you that the reason why Joshua could readily move into the promised land was because he didn't fight for victory. He fought from victory. He knew that the battle had already been won. And we don't take the battlefield to secure our victory. We take the battlefield to celebrate our victory. In today's text, we're going to find the Israelites standing in the promised land, staring at the first city that's ready to conquer. And that city was Jericho. We're going to be in Joshua chapter 6 today, and, and, and Jericho was a city that was built on a tell, which is, uh, it's, it's a mound, it's a hill, and, and it was surrounded by, by two walls. Uh, there was one at the bottom of the mound, and then there was another wall at the top of the mound, and, and the city of Jericho was, was very well protected against any army that would try and siege it. The gates were closed, and, and no one was allowed in or out they had a fresh water spring within the walls and, and there was an abundant supply of food as the harvest had just been gathered according to Joshua chapter 3 and verse 15. It wasn't that the city was too large to take. It wasn't a very large city. You could walk around the exterior walls of the entire city in just about one hour. The problem with this city was that it was fortified with these large walls. These people had built a wall of protection around their city that, that was, was unconquerable. People could not get into their city. And so the first city to conquer in the new promised land, it was either going to be a faith builder or a faith buster. And, and your life, my life, is full of moments that could potentially build your faith or bust your faith. I know that in my own life, I've faced many moments where, where I've, I've walked into a situation and, and I knew that God was going to intervene. And I've walked into other moments where I was not so certain and the enemy was, was, was playing tricks with my mind. And so life is full of these moments where you can allow it to build your faith or you can allow it to bust your faith. And, and their existence in this new land, it depends on how well this moment goes. This is the first city that they would have to conquer. And God was either going to come through for them or he would fail them. And, and surely in his divine wisdom, God is going to give them a foolproof military strategy to ensure victory. I mean, you know that's what God has to do, right? And so let's read from Joshua chapter 6, verses 1 through 7. It says, Now Jericho was shut up inside and outside because of the people of Israel. None went out and none came in. And the Lord said to Joshua, 
See, I have given Jericho into your hand with its king and its mighty men of valor. You shall march around the city, all the men of war, going around the city once. Thus you shall do for six days. Seven priests shall bear seven trumpets of ram's horns before the ark. On the seventh day you shall march around the city seven times, and the priests shall blow the trumpets. And when they make a loud blast with the ram's horn, when you hear the sound of the trumpet, then all the people shall shout with a great shout, and the wall of the city will fall down flat, and the people shall go up, everyone straight before him. So Joshua the son of Nun called the priests and said to them, Take up the Ark of the Covenant and let seven priests bear seven trumpets of ram's horns before the Ark of the Lord. And he said to the people, Go forward, march around the city, and let the armed men pass on before the Ark of the Lord. Well, so much for our foolproof military strategy. It hardly seems strategic, doesn't it? God's plan is for them to walk around the walls one time for six days straight, and then on the seventh day, he wants them to walk around the walls seven times. Doesn't sound too much like a great plan, does it? But what you're missing out on is this one key verse. Verse one says, now Jericho was shut up inside and outside because of the people of Israel. None went out and none came in. I've seen this played out many times. You let a JV team take the court against the varsity team in a, in a scrimmage game. And most of the time, the battle is won before the clock even starts. Why? Because the intimidation factor is high. You put a rookie defense attorney against an articulate seasoned prosecutor. The trial is won before the judge even enters the courtroom. Why? Because of the intimidation factor. You put Rocky Balboa in the ring with Thunderlips, the ultimate male, and the fight was over in the first round because of the intimidation factor. The people and the army of Jericho were defeated before the first lap had even begun. Why? Because they were intimidated by Israel. Verse 1 says, Jericho was shut up inside and outside because of the people of Israel. The way in which you enter a battle determines the outcome, and your mindset has the ability to win the war before the fight begins. Your faith or your fear will fuel the outcome. Romans 1 and 17 says, the righteous shall live by faith. Hebrews 11 and 1 tells us, now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. Your outlook walking in determines your outcome walking out. And so you've got to have the right mindset. You've got to have your faith focused on God before you even get to that situation. One of the keys to the demonstration of God's power in this situation was the use of one key word, march. I want you to say that word with me. Say march. I feel like we often get confused with the word march and the word walk. God did not command them to walk around the walls. He commanded them to march around the walls. Listen to this, verse three. You shall march, say it again, say march. You shall march around the city, all the men of war going around the city once. Thus shall you do for six days. Seven priests shall bear seven trumpets of ram's horns before the ark. On the seventh day, you shall march around the city seven times and the priests shall blow the trumpets. Verse 7 says, and he said to the people, go forward, march around the city. When I was in high school in Taylor County for homecoming one year, we played FAMU High out of Tallahassee. And 
And their football team wasn't too much to brag about, but their marching band was very entertaining. You see, the FAMU High Band was a feeder program for FAMU, the university. And if you have ever witnessed the Marching 100, they're amazing. Well, on this particular night, our high school band went first. And I know that seems odd that the, the, the home team would go first, but there was a reason behind that, and we didn't understand it at the moment. Uh, we all gathered around and, and to, to watch one of our favorites. His name was Derek, and, and he was part of our band, and he was on the quads. We called him Heavy D, and, and Heavy D was on the quads. And, and to be honest with you, Derek was probably the, the only thing that our band had going for them. And so they took the field, they performed their, their little halftime show, and then they left the field. And the FAMU High Band lined up on the opposite sideline. Their drum majors began walking out in sync with one another. They walk across the field, not just, just walking in sync, but they were marching and high-stepping together. They get to the hash marks, and all of a sudden, they both in sync do a spin together, and they end in a split they slide back up and they call their band out to them and they all come out high-stepping. I'm telling you, they put on a show that would rival the movie Drumline. Sorry, Nick Cannon, but, but I mean, it was amazing. God did not command the Israelites to casually walk around the walls of Jericho. He commanded them to march. Numerous times in his word, he said, march around the walls. And I know that we are not very impressed with China right now because of COVID-19, but, but I picture the children of Israel marching around the walls like the Chinese army. If you've ever seen them, how precise they are, and, and there's such strength and, 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 and courage as they walk. When the people of Jericho saw the Israelites walking, they didn't see them out on a Sunday stroll. They saw them marching in confidence, precision. They weren't out picking blueberries and enjoying the daylight. They were marching, putting the enemy on notice, and that battle had already been won. They weren't there to start the fight. They were there to savor the finale. Joshua chapter 6, verse 8. And just as Joshua had commanded, commanded the people, the seven priests bearing the seven trumpets of ram's horns, horns before the Lord went forward, blowing the trumpets, with the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord following them. The armed men were walking before the priests who were blowing the trumpets, and the rear guard was walking after the Ark while the trumpets blew continually. But Joshua commanded the people, You shall not shout or make your voice heard, neither shall any word go out of your mouth until the day I tell you to shout, then you shall shout. So he calls the Ark of, of, so he calls the, Ark of the Lord to circle the city, going about it once, and they came into the camp and spent the night in the camp. Then Joshua rose early in the morning, and the priests took up the ark of the Lord. And the seven priests, bearing the seven trumpets of ram's horns before the ark of the Lord, walked on, and they blew the trumpets continually. And the armed men were walking before them, and the rear guard was walking after the ark of the Lord while the trumpets blew continually. And the second day they marched around the city once and returned into the camp. So they did for six days. Listen to verse 15. On the seventh day, they rose early at the dawn of the day and marched around the city in the same manner seven times. It was only on that day that they marched around the city seven times. And at the seventh time, when the priests had blown the trumpets, Joshua said to the people, shout for the Lord has given you the city. Verse 20 says, so, they, so the people shouted, and the trumpets were blown. As soon as the people heard the sound of the trumpet, 
the people shouted a great shout, and the wall fell down flat so that the people went up into the city, every man straight before him, and they captured the city. Church, I think it's time that God's people start marching in our victory. We don't have to cower down in fear. We don't have to walk around like we've been defeated. It's time for us to march in our victory. And the enemy has built walls to keep us from taking what is rightfully ours. And I'm ready to see those walls come down. I'm ready to see any hindrance that keeps God's people from inhabiting our promises demolished. But we must march. We must march with precision. We must march with confidence. You know, it's no secret that building and moving to this property has been quite an adventure, to say the least. Some of the most frustrating moments of my life have happened over the past three and a half years. But praise God, now we are able to occupy and to move in. We are in our promised land. And that's why I feel very strong about what I'm about to share with you. I feel like God has laid something on my heart for us as a church family and as a church body to do. I know that we can't meet together under one roof right now, but I feel like God is calling us to a Jericho march. Beginning tonight, this evening at 6 p.m., I want anyone that will, anyone that feels comfortable to come out to the church property, park in the, in the, in the paved parking lot, We'll give you direction from there, and we're going to walk the perimeter around the construction site. We're going to do one lap this evening at 6 p.m., and, and then Monday through Friday at 6 p.m., we're just going to meet for anyone that can. If you can't make it to all the days, that's fine. Join us when you can. But, but we're going to do one lap for six days around this property, and then on Saturday, on the seventh day, we're going to walk around the perimeter of the construction site seven times, and, 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 and then we're going to declare victory because I know that God wants to do amazing things through this church. The enemy is scared, so he's put up walls. I believe that this virus is an attack of the enemy, and, and, and I know that it affects so many people and so many other churches besides just ours, but think about this situation. Think about how long we have waited to move into our promised land, and now how this is affecting those plans and how we, we can't celebrate together. But I believe we can get outside and we can walk and we can do our victory laps knowing that the enemy is going to be defeated and that the walls that he's trying to build to keep us contained, he will not be able to keep us contained. Ministry is going to go forth out of this ministry center, off of this campus, off of this property. And, and I just believe that some of you are probably going stir crazy at home and it's time that you get out and enjoy some, some sunshine. It's time that you get out and get some fresh air before you kill your kids or your spouse. So let's get together tonight, 6 p.m. Let's gather and, and let's begin walking. We'll, we'll make sure that we keep the right uh, social distancing in place and we'll respect each other for that. Don't show up high-fiving or hugging and all that kind of stuff. Just show up ready to walk and do a lap around this campus so so that we can begin celebrating what God is going to do here. And in turn, I believe God's going to do some amazing things in your life too. Let me pray for us. Father, I thank you, Lord, that you have not forsaken us. That even before we broke ground on this property, you knew what we would be facing moving into it. God, we thank you that we have made it through the construction process. And Lord, that now we are able to occupy 
this promised land. God, I pray, Lord, that the walls that the enemy has tried to, to surround us with will be destroyed. That Destiny, Destiny Community Church will not be able to be contained. That, Lord, our outreach will reach far beyond the confines of this, this campus, of this property. God, I thank you. I thank you for what you're going to do in this church. And Lord, as we celebrate that, I thank you for what you're going to do in the lives of those people, Lord, that are marching into their victory. God, I speak life over their homes today. I speak life over their careers, over their jobs. God, I speak life over their finances today. Let the walls come down, Lord, as we march in confidence and knowing that you've already secured the victory. God, let those walls be destroyed forever. And let us rest in your presence in our promised land. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Maybe you're watching and you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. I want to give you that opportunity today. I want to give you an opportunity to accept Christ as your Lord and Savior. And we're not going to make it hard. I'm going to say a prayer and you're just going to repeat this prayer after me. But I want you to make my words your words today. And so if you feel the Holy Spirit pulling at your heart right now, that means that God is reaching out with his love to you and he wants to forgive you through the power of Jesus Christ. So would you look up to heaven with me right now and repeat this prayer after me? Say, dear Lord, I'm a sinner. I need a savior. I believe that Jesus Christ died for my sins and that he rose again, giving me eternal life. And today, I make him the Lord of my life. In his name I pray, amen, amen, amen. Man, we celebrate with you right now in hundreds of homes. People are cheering, they're clapping, they are celebrating the decision that you just made to make Jesus Christ the Lord of your life. Now, you do have a responsibility with that. You cannot be ashamed. Jesus said, if you're ashamed of me before men, I'll be ashamed of you before the Father. Don't be ashamed. We're gonna make your first testimony so simple and so easy today. All that you have to do is go to destinycommunitychurch.org slash connect. Go to the decision form and fill that out. That's telling us of this decision that you made today. And when you do that, we're going to put a book in the mail that tells you all about your next steps. It's not going to cost you anything. It's our investment into you. But more than anything else, you need to tell someone. And we would be honored if you would tell us of this decision that you made today to put your life in the hands of Jesus Christ, to receive his forgiveness and everlasting life through him. And so make sure that you go to destinycommunitychurch.org slash connect and fill out that decision form. Thank you for listening to the podcast of DCC. For service times and directions, log on to www.destinycommunitychurch.org. Thanks again for listening.